Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, proud partner of the LA Rams. I'm JB Long. And good morning from Thousand Oaks. If you're joining us live, the Rams are less than an hour away from their second joint session with the Raiders. If you're listening to the podcast, glad you're with us. DeMarco Farr and Maurice Jones, Drew D. Farr, you're here with me getting set for practice. How are you? Can't wait, man. Uh, missed yesterday. Can't wait for today to see what's really going on out here. <laughs> I gate. Yes, sir. We will get to the week with the Raiders in just a moment, but let's start with standout performances from the game against the Chargers. DeMarco, I know you're just watching some film of that game. Why don't you go first? Uh, a lot of things. Uh, I'll start with the defensive side since Maurice is in the middle. So let's go defense first. Uh, you know, it's, it's camp battles that really uh, light me up. And two guys that have been battling for a roster spot uh, could make it hard to dump one or the other. Jonah Williams and Eric Banks, I thought, had great games. Uh, a sack and a tackle for loss apiece. Now, this is funny. Eric Banks gets a sack on a first and 10 play. Two plays later, Jonah Williams gets a sack. So you talk about two guys going to get it. Um, it, it was a lot of fun watching. And I would love to give Justin Lawler some credit, but... You know, he was active, very disruptive, but I mean, he's been out there b- before. This was like a senior play in JV, so you better make some plays. And another guy that was intriguing to be on the defensive side, Ernest Jones. Uh, not a lot of plays to be made as a middle linebacker in preseason because everything's vanilla. The first guy you block is always the inside linebacker, but I like what I saw. I like his toughness. Uh, he played the blocks with proper leverage. He got off blocks. He made the plays that came to him. So that's a guy I want to see a little bit more. And I got the feeling that the players want to see Bronte Harris, the cornerback that got the start. Uh, they want to see him do well and to see him lead the team and tackle seven tackles. That's not allowing people to catch and then dropping guys. That's actually making plays on the run. So those guys really stood out on the defensive side. And to be honest, on the offensive side, I'm only looking at the offensive linemen uh, in particular. Tremaine Ankrum got some run. Chandler Brewer is a guy that we all know. And a guy you like, Alar Jackson at, at left tackle. I thought these guys played pretty well. They played every single snap. 56 snaps is not a lot, but at least they played and they played pretty well. So those are the guys that really stood out to me in that preseason. DeMarco, let me follow up on Ernest Jones there. What'd you make of the story that Raheem Morris was pressing the wrong button on his comm system uh, early on in that first drive and was therefore unable to communicate with his rookie linebacker on that 20 play March. See, that's, that's gamesmanship. I love it. That's what they do to NASA astronauts. All of a sudden they put you up in a, in a, in a simulator and they take away all your stuff. So yeah, let's see how you handle not being able to talk to me on the field. I thought he played with a level head and smoothed himself out and the defense as the game went on. So I thought that was great stuff. MJD individual standouts from preseason one. I think we kind of went over a little bit, but uh, I thought Xavier Jones did a great job running the ball, showed some explosiveness, some great cuts. I thought Jake Falk came in and kind of did what he wanted to do. Obviously, the running back position is where my specialty is, so I'm going to start there. Um, but then, I, again, I, I, if you go to the defensive side, DeMarco hit on it. Ernest Jones really stood out. Justin Lawler really stood out. Uh, guys were flying around. Uh, I think, again, I can't wait to hear and read and be able to talk to you guys about what Jacob Harris looks like this week. Right. Being being able to go against a guy that pretty much the Rams are going to try to model his game after and Darren Waller. And so you get an opportunity to look at this man throughout practice, see how he practices, how he goes about it. Uh, That's going to be awesome. But to me, it's going to be the second running back battle as we're watching the the film here. Can you pick up blitz? Right. We saw Xavier Jones kind of get rolled over 
uh, on one of the blitz pickups? Uh, can you fit where you need to be? And so to me, if you can protect Matthew Stafford, you'll have a chance to play. That's going to be the first and only priority for that second back to come in. Yeah, you may get a couple carries here and there and get some touches, but you have to be able to protect nine. If you can protect nine, you're good to go. Uh, you make that Waller comparison, and it reminds me to kind of follow up with Jacob Harris. Now that the hype train has left the station, MJD, what are realistic expectations for a rookie tight end in this offense? Um, I think what Gerald Everett gave you is about right. Um, I think you'll probably get a little bit more, maybe, you know, 45 to 50 catches, maybe, you know, 600 yards, couple touchdowns. Uh, I would say five in this situation. Um, I just think that they're trying to figure out how, how is he going to fit in this offense with all the other weapons you have, Deshaun Jackson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Daryl Henderson, Tyler Higby, right? Van Jefferson. How are we going to fit all these guys that are 2-2 Atwell? How are we going to fit all these guys in there to make this thing work? And he needs, he's carving out a niche and a, and a uh, he's carving out a position there for him in this offense to touch the ball, but he has to continue to make plays and get better. And again, you're going to go against arguably one of the best, if not the best receiving tight end in football right now. And Darren Waller, it's a great chance for you to look. I hope he's watching him and studying him as they're doing their one-on-ones and, and things like that. There were a couple of unfortunate injuries to the receiver group uh, in that game. Ben Skoranek, who was one of the stars, I thought, of training camp on offense. Fractured arm, he'll be out several weeks. Tristan Jackson scored the Rams' only touchdown, missing practice this week with a knee. So those are two banged-up players I was looking at to compete for, maybe secure a six-wide receiver role. DeMarco, I'm trying to find a silver lining to that this week, like – I don't know. Is there another roster spot, another position group that may be fortified with that extra uh, spot on the roster? Is there maybe a way to get those injured receivers through waivers? If you have to do put them through roster cuts and get them on your practice squad, what's your reaction to kind of a, a lack of depth now at receiver, which was once a, once a strength? It's a shame. It happens. I mean, go back to Cam Akers. I mean, it's a shame that he got hurt, but I mean, a part of this game is being available. So and injuries happen and it's, it's too bad that that happened to that uh, to two guys that actually had a chance to make it. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Once you start getting into hiding guys and uh, doing whatever, when you guys were talking about Jacob Harris for a second, I'm thinking if I'm Sean McVay, I'm done showing him to the rest of the league. Uh, I don't want teams to say, Hey, look, they got one of those guys over there. We -hmm. need to rethink and retool how we, how we are going to defend the Rams. So I thought he was great. Uh, And I thought the best play of preseason, it was a a bad play by Jacob Harris, but it was just a great football play all around. Bryce Perkins hits him on that little quick slant. He gets stripped and Koski comes in and recovers it. That's football. That's how you teach. You got open, you hit the right guy and Koski never gave up on the play. All that stuff is great for the preseason, but yeah, it's just when guys get banged up in preseason, no matter how they're doing in training camp, no matter how they're doing in the game, uh, you've got to get back in there. You've got to get back in there and keep proving your worth because look, at some point you're going to have to drop all the way down to what? 53, 53 guys. Uh, it, it's tough to make those decisions when you're sitting in the tub saying, Hey, remember me from week one? Well, no, I only remember yesterday. So you have to get healthy and get back out there to play. That's just the tough part of the NFL. 
Let's transition to quarterbacks before we're done here as we look ahead to preseason game number two against the Raiders. But first, let's talk about yesterday's joint session, the first of two. They've been coined in a way the preseason for the starters and the veterans on this Rams roster going back to Oxnard with Dallas and then yesterday and today with the Raiders. Uh, On offense, at least, it was not the most productive, rewarding day. But rather than uh, hear it from me, why don't we hear it from the men themselves, Matthew Stafford and head coach Sean McVay. Yeah, I'm not concerned. That, that's I think, you know, you learn from it. We don't do any sort of game planning uh, for these practices. This is a great opportunity to test a lot of our rules. And, and you know, that's what I like about Matthew is he's aggressively trying things out so then you can learn how to smartly, you know, be, be smart with that decision-making thought process when the games really count. I made, you know, a couple poor decisions that wish I had back. That's practice. You know, there's some of the some of the, uh, you know, new stuff that we're putting in. I want to make sure I get reps at it. You know, I got do a better job of making sure that we end up with the ball after every so Stafford was sharp in a seven on seven red zone period but then the offense bogged down from there a handful of turnovers MJD let me start with you Uh, if it was a less than stellar showing against the Cowboys in Oxnard followed by this what's your level of concern after hearing from McVay and Stafford not really concerned. I think um, Matthew Stafford's a professional, right? And I remember doing these uh, these practices. You go out there, you try stuff. Like, I remember going out and running a corner route, and I kind of sold like I was going to the post and came back, and the linebacker covered me, and it was, oh, he locked him up. But normally I would have just ran my corner route now to beat the guy with speed. But you're just practicing new things. And I love to hear that they're trying things, that Matthew Stafford is being aggressive to figure out, okay, can I, can I try to fit this ball in here to Cooper Cup or Robert Woods? Or can I just make this type of player? Who are my playmakers on the outside when I try to go and, and, and want to take a shot, right? And so those things you're going to figure out in practice, right? And normally you don't get to see these things, so we're not going to talk about it, right, if it's horrible. But to me, I love it. I, I'm excited because I know that Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford come week one are going to figure out, okay, this is what we do well. This is what we don't do well. Let's focus on what we do well. Let's get improve on what we don't do well. But we're going to harp on what we do well. We're going to make sure that we're on point and ready to go and precise with what we want to do. And one of those things they do Real quick, I just remember doing joint practices, and we would have controlled settings. Like our D-line coach said, okay, I want no spins, no quick moves. I want you guys to work power. Right. So the other side is absolutely killing us because we're doing something that we don't normally do. And they're pounding their chest. We're kicking their butts. They can't get pressure on us, man. Look, we're being told to run through you, not around you. If this was a real game, we'd kill you. So you never know what either side is working on during these drills. Yeah, it did feel a bit yesterday. I don't want to speak for kind of the emotional preparedness of 90 plus men, uh, but the Rams were here to practice and to get through uh, their their daily plan. The Raiders stepped off the bus with something to prove. It felt like they were playing uh, in the Super Bowl, not necessarily in a joint practice here in Thousand Oaks. Uh, but MJD, I know uh, of the things you're not concerned about, it's a Sean McVay offense against a Gus Bradley cover three, right? Like, I think we know how that goes more often than not. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I was coached by Gus Bradley when I played for these guys. Just to give you a heads up, I was coached by him when I played for these guys with those helmets. We understand, and when I say we, the Rams offense, they understand where guys are going to be in those type of things. And so you want to make sure, like, again, you're trying new things. It's not about going out there and, and, and the, dialing up the best play for that. We want to see, okay, maybe this might work. Let's try this out. It's practice. We're going to go out there, always heighten it to, like, golf, right? When you're playing golf and you're playing a practice round, like JB, like we do, you know, maybe I may come off the tee with the, with the driver and it may slice a little bit because I want to try it. 
But normally if we're playing for real, I'm going to use that forearm. I'm going to go right down the middle, about 200, wow. 190 yards, make sure I set up that second shot. And so I think, again, that's how you have to think of these. These are practices. And, and you're exactly right. The Raiders came off the bus game-like situations. They were in a game. Derek Carr said this multiple times yesterday after practice. We came in here game-like, which means they were scheming and they were trying to figure things out and they were trying to have a lot of success. Where the Rams are coming in there like, we want to try different things. And those are two teams on two different levels, right? Talk about the Rams having multiple winning seasons and going to the playoffs consistently. And then you have the Raiders who are trying to figure their way out through a tough AFC West. So there's two different mindsets there. But I think as the preseason goes on, you'll see the Rams start to click in to that Raider mindset. I don't know if Wednesday was a breakfast ball, but they get a mulligan and a second crack at it today. Let's talk some defense. DeMarco, I'm sure it crossed your radar. That rookie corner, Robert Rochelle, playing with the club on his hand, actually had a diving interception to Marcus Mariota. But uh, Hunter Renfro and Jalen Ramsey's narrative kind of became the story of the day on defense. What did you make of that exchange? Well, actually, I'm concerned um, because I want to see how Jalen Ramsey reacts to it, to be honest. Um, remember a few years ago... Um, the big brawl they had with the Cowboys. And I believe who was the receiver then? Uh, he just couldn't handle the trash talk and it ramped up into a fight. So now the narrative is someone had a great day against Jalen Ramsey. Uh, whether that's true or not, you had to be here. We don't know what he was being told to do or, or what the schemes were, but I want to see how he reacts to his name being in the paper and possibly being beaten by a guy that's not supposed to beat him. So we'll see how that goes. I hope, that you just let it go. I hope you can continue to perform and to prepare just like you did yesterday. And don't take this personal. It's August, man. You've got a long way to September. You don't want to get in fights and, and start turning it up now because somebody thinks you got beat. I see that face, Maurice. <laughs> I know how it is. But I, I, I can see how he is. And I hope that Sean McVay, Raheem Morris, you talk to these guys and let them understand this is not a game. It's just practice, and this is the silly season in the NFL, so we're looking for anything to talk about right now. I'll say this real quick. I, I don't think that he may fight him. I think he's going to be more aggressive. I think he'll be more physical, and I think he's going to play at a – he'll be more game-like mentality against Hunter Renfro, and I think mm -hmm. that's what you're going to see. He, I don't think there'll be a fight break, a fight will break out because Hunter Renfro is not like that. That's not his his style. That's no, not no, I don't mean that. fisticuffs. I mean turning it up to a game level. That's what I mean. Oh, for sure he's going to do that. That's you for real, right? Oh, he's for sure going to do that. That's what. That's <laughs> that's why the second day of uh, like these scrimmages or these inner squad practices are the worst because if you got someone the first day, all the coach is doing in the meeting with his little red dot is like, yeah, look at you. But look, I, if I'm Jalen Ramsey, I know there's no way. And, and you know what? This guy can do this to me on game day. So I wouldn't even respond. I just keep doing my work and move on. You know what I mean? The last thing you want to do is go at this guy and sprain a pinky, you know, come on. So what in a game, I you'll lock him up. Everybody knows it. I think both sides are hoping to eliminate some of the fisticuffs that disrupted yesterday's workout and be a little bit more efficient in their 90 minutes to two hours that they're on the grass here today. All right, let's turn our attention to the game at SoFi Stadium on Saturday night against those Raiders. We will see more of the reserves and the roster hopefuls in action. And let's go back now to the Rams depth chart and pick up the quarterback conversation. Uh, we saw Duck, we saw Bryce Perkins uh, each have some of their moments. Perkins with the hurdle and with the touchdown probably uh, won the day, so to speak. What do you make of the two backups now that John Wolford is back on the field for the Rams and securing his number two spot going in to Saturday night? 
guys, I, I thought this was the best competition we saw all day. Right. You talk about two guys battling, trying to make a play as we're watching the hurdle here. Um, those guys were competing their butts off to go out there and play. I mean, both had did really good taking the, the Rams down the field on drives. I thought Perkins did a really good job of getting the ball out quick, understanding where he's going to go. A guy that didn't have a lot of or didn't have any preseason last year, so only practice with the practice squad. Um I thought he showed up. I was a little concerned because sometimes you go to practice and the ball's not always where it needed to be. And it's kind of late sometimes, but he was on point and he knew where he wanted to go with the ball. Obviously uh, duck has played before. So you saw that, that, that um, very similar to Lawler, that, that just presence, right? Like I've already been here. I played in NFL games. It's not that big of a deal. That calming effect for the offense on the first drive. I thought it was just great competition throughout the with both quarterbacks. DeMarco, I'm sure both would appreciate a little bit better offensive line play and maybe some removal in the running game to get better down and distance opportunities. Oh, no doubt. I mean, look, it was a basic sort of scheme up front. I thought they did a pretty good job of what they were given. but And I thought both quarterbacks did a, a great job of bailing out their offensive line and protecting themselves. Um, if I'm Wolford, I, I'm not sweating. Uh, based on what I saw, uh, I think the the two guys that played are still behind you. And by a pretty wide gap. Uh, the only thing I would probably do is switch the order. I would let Perkins go first. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to see more of him, more of that, more of what I saw. So uh, I think he has a chance to be a real playmaker and who knows, put good tape out there. Uh, if you uh, keep showing, you know, this instant offense type quarterback, a guy that can run and also throw on time, uh, that is very attractive for other teams. But as far as the top two, no, I, I didn't see anything from, the third and the fourth guy to say that one and two need to be worried. And Wolford was able to run the number twos out here in Thousand Oaks yesterday back from that uh, appendectomy. Uh, last thing, anything you're looking for Saturday, individually or collectively in preseason game number two to know that the Rams are heading in the right direction, kind of at the end of that roster selection process? Uh, offensively for me, you just want to see more points, right? You want to see drives finishing with touchdowns and not field goals. You want to make your field goals, right? You want to make sure you start to see that kind of pay play. We saw the punt return. We saw the return game pick up, which is huge for the Rams, but now it's about finishing drives with the ball in the end zone. I think that's the second preseason game. That's kind of where it starts to hit the first one. You drive down, you kick field goals, the, the, you know, you kind of go the second one. Now we're a little bit more into our red zone package that we're willing to open up and show. Let's go down here. Let's score some points. Let's put the ball in the pan. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be 35 or whatever, but score, get in the twenties, get in the high teens in the twenties and show that you can move the ball. And then, and then I think that's where you're going to see improvement. That's where guys are going to be able to make that jump to make this roster. Personally, well, since think, this is the last time we see the Rams at SoFi until it counts against the Bears on September the 12th, I wouldn't mind seeing Matt Gay kind of find his stroke a little bit, kick a field goal, connect on a regular extra point, those types of things, just so he's got good visuals uh, coming back to face the Bears. DeMarco, give me a name or a position group to watch for Saturday. Well, totally agree. I mean, I wish I could see some starters, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I looked this up. This is crazy. The Rams only played 21 guys on offense. That's great. That means a lot of backups are, are getting work. Um, but I would like to see them run more than 56 players, no matter who is out there. So, I mean, you need work in training camp. You need work in preseason preseason to get better, to teach off of uh, 56 is just not enough. So like Maurice said, stay on the field a little bit longer, drive the football. If you can get into the high twenties, so be it. That means you ran a lot of plays. I don't care how many points you score, but uh, you need some plays to, to keep getting better as an offense. So uh, as a defense, um, 
you know, no more of these downhill runs that just pop quick. Uh, you've got to be a little bit better than that. Um, you got to plug it up. I don't care if there's mistakes or you can't hear from Raheem Morris. Football is football. If you can't make the play, throw your butt in the hole and, and try to stop the guy up. You can't have these dead runs to the safety. So uh, just whoever plays, the young guys that do play, if you carry over, if you get a start, in, start into week two, you must take a step forward and be a little bit better than you were week one. That's, I guess that's a little taste of what we're looking for going into the game against the Raiders. MJD, quick opponent preview question. Fields or Lance, which quarterback are the Rams more likely to see on the front half of the schedule? Oh, Fields. Uh, you want me to tell you a quick story? The guy Go that they're practicing against Derek Carr was a rookie when I was in Oakland. He did the exact same thing. He was supposed to come in, sit a couple years, let Bad Job take off. First preseason game, we saw a little promise. Second one, he played well. Third one, he played even better. Fourth one, he lit it up. Started week one. Fields probably will be starting week one by the end of this preseason. He looked too good the other day against the Dolphins. DeMarco, you watch either one of them? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. If I had a choice. Uh, well, actually, what I'm trying to do is what happened to Maurice's trophy in the background there? You know? <laughs> oh, dude, this is. We're talking golf. Wait a minute. We're talking golf. You know, you got to show off the golf trophy. I'm getting ready to draw one over here. What is this? Look at you. First place. Who are you playing against? <laughs> pros jim furick was out there i mean the jaguar annual tournament this was back in 2010 they use <laughs> 2010 look that's Sorry, what i was baby. playing though well, i was blocked on that trophy wow <laughs> it's a beautiful thing yes it maurice is. looking forward to seeing you saturday at sofi demarco i'll see you in a minute when we cross the hall okay. and go out to practice we thank all of you for tuning in this week to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, proud partner of the L.A. Rams. Please don't forget that you still have your chance to join us inside SoFi Stadium this season. Single game tickets are available for this Saturday against the Raiders, as well as season tickets throughout 2021. Just go to the Rams.com slash tickets, the Rams.com slash tickets. Have a great rest of your week.